is a thing. It's not. It's Hufflepuff. No, it's Hufflepuff. There's no O at the end. No, no, no. I was told it's Hufflepuff. You were told wrong. And you are part of it. I was talking to my student about how how uh, how nobody cares about Hufflepuff. And nobody cares about Ravenclaw. Watch it there, sir. And people only care about Gryffindor. That's not true. And Slytherin. That's not true. Actually, it is. No. 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 Most people don't even know the words Ravenclaw. You are so delusional. <laughs> you are absolutely a thousand percent out of your mind. Nope. start leaving my chair there. That's a good idea. So, because everybody only cares about Gryffindor and Slytherin, and I'm in Slytherin, we get the Slytherin watch this week. And maybe, maybe I could, I could hypnotize the audience into liking and subscribing and rating and what do they do on Google Play? I have no idea. I don't know what they do on Google Play, but like it anyway. I'm sure there's a like feature. Or a subscribe. Or I something. approve of feature. I will, I will listen again feature. How about that? I will listen again. Feature. Pick a feature! Movies that bomb. Ah, you'll think about that for a while. All right. Karen, you're playing games. I can actually see you playing games now. I was playing a game. Here we are. She was playing a game. She was playing a game and texting. Here we are in setup number. Setup number. Setup. Twenty. Setup number twenty something. Yeah. We've got better. We've got more set dressing behind Karen so that you can now see her. For those that are just listening, Karen is blend, has been blending into the walls for such a long time that nobody really knew if she was actually in the podcast. <laughs> Aaron's just lucky because he has hair. <laughs> it's so not nice. Why? It's I'm, so true. I'm not that Really? Jealous. Are you really going to go there? Nope. Your shirt and your skin is almost the same. They are not. My they shirt are is on that great. camera over there. And then your background was a big bright light, which we know you are fluorescent. So come on, really, Facts. really? Facts. How are you gonna? How are you gonna? What? Facts. Come on. Maybe we should do our. Maybe we should do this. The video portion standing. What? It will be shorter. Look, you got to get you get your body right, man. But the yeah, we should do it standing, like 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 the potato. Yeah, 
if we did it standing and I get a new lens, you might be able to. I still didn't do it though this week. I still don't think I put enough uh, headroom on our thing, but that's okay. We'll, we'll keep it like this. All right, so. Why do you have a light back there that's not on? What are you talking about? It's just, this is part of our dressing, man. If he turns it on, then I shine even more. No, if you turn that on now, because we can't, we can't. These, um, we love the Cowboy Studio because they're nice and cheap, but they're also nice and cheap. Which means I can't dim it. Yeah. And because I can't dim it, it's just full power all the time because of the kind of bulb. I think you should get another one of those. I mean, I would love to get lots of stuff, but we have to move. We do, and we're going to move soon. I'm so excited. And we're going to move soon. So I'm trying to hold off on making any purchases because we might have to buy. We don't know what we're going to have to buy. We might have to buy beds again or something. Yep. Yeah. There's that. So I'm trying to hold off on any new purchases. Yes, I do want some LED panels that are dimmable and bicolor and hopefully RGB. RGB would be good. Yeah. Then we can stop messing with gels. Yeah. Or that would actually make us be able to use the gels that we have. That's the other part. Because then they would be big and they would be around the same size and they could be clipped on and they could hang down and it would, it would yeah, there's a table here. He's fine. Uh -huh. no. Okay. It's, it's fine. I just can't. It, it's behind the little flag thing. Nobody can see it. You can put it up there. It's fine. I don't care about people seeing it. Oh, then why are you hiding your little bottle of whiskey? I don't care about reaching. Whiskey? Yeah, you got whiskey. Single mile. It's oh. tequila day. Mesla. Oh god, that shit is so good. Why didn't you order some yesterday? Because I don't want the store bought stuff. I want the No no no, but I'm saying you could have bought whatever you wanted to drink today, yesterday. I could still order and have well, it. Actually you walk your right next door. They have it next door? They've got all the liquor over there. It's all behind the counter. Oxo. Okay. They got liquor. If you want liquor. I don't know if I really want liquor because really Sunday, Sunday. Sunday is like not a good liquor day because no. you got to wake up on Monday and then you just feel terrible. I don't ever feel terrible the next day. I feel terrible. Like Even I, though... No, no. When I say feel terrible, I'm not talking about necessarily like I'm hungover. Like I feel terrible about being at work because I just was having fun and enjoying myself uh, and now yeah, I'm at work. I do, I do suffer from that. There's I that, do, there's that terrible... That. What kind of coffee did we use this week? The super fine stuff. Why? Because it's in there and you're the only one who can drink it. I don't like it. That's because you're a baby and you don't drink real coffee. Truth! You're not gonna you're not gonna address the Peter McKinnon breaking that your shit. breaking your Chemex in oh his my kitchen. God. You're not gonna even address that? So, you haven't talked about that ever. I mean you I watched know, that long ago. So Aaron says, let's let me show you this video about coffee with Peter McKinnon. I was like, okay, because Peter McKinnon is a coffee junkie. And so He's like, okay, so most people have, you know, the Chemex and the blah, blah, blah. And he has my Chemex, which is not cheap. And he takes it and he's like, okay, first we're going to spread some peanut butter on the inside. And I'm like, what the hell? Okay, you don't have to tell the whole And thing. then he's like, I'm just kidding. And he goes to throw it in the garbage can. 
as kind of like a joke. No, no. He threw it in the garbage can saying, this is what you don't get. You right. get the kind with the handle, right. not the kind with the wood thing. Right. And he shatters it all over the floor. And all I could think was, oh my God, that thing is so expensive. And he just shattered it all over the floor. Yep. Then he pulls out the one with the handle. I know exactly why you don't get the one with the wood. Why? Because it burns the fuck out of you when you go to pour it. Why? One, I have teeny weeny little hands. But, but you're holding the wood. Are you yeah, saying the wood is hot? The wood is hot, but the glass yeah. is hotter. The wood is hot? The wood is hot. I have as best as hands. We all know that my hands are, I can pick up. Okay, let, really me, let, me, let, me, let, me get, let me get down to this. Wood is hot. Because, you know. The wood's hot. Are you saying that it's not wood? It's wood. Because it's if it's conducting that much it's just, heat. If you're pouring boiling water through it, and you are continually, continuing to pour boiling water in. In a the, swirling motion. In a swirling motion. The wood heats up. And so when, and it doesn't, like my hand doesn't hold the, the wood part because it's so, my hands are so tiny. So sometimes the bottom of my hand touches the glass. You burn the shit out of yourself. And so it's not the wood, it's the glass. It's both. The wood gets hot, but the glass is hotter. That's why you need the one with the handle. Interesting. Okay. But I don't know. I never use it because I use something with an actual handle. And I like all the oils and I love all of the, all of what is the in the bean. I want it in the cup. Yuck. I don't want to take none of that out. When, so. I, when I go to dump his cup in Bob the morning. Come on, Bob. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> when I go to dump his cup, there's like a sludge in the bottom. The mug of murk. Of course there is. <laughs> you got what's that's the good part. No. That's the part that has your coffee still like still maturing like in your cup. Gross. It like it's it's still it never it never weakens. Still brewing after you poured it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right now, the the what's in here is still kinda of brewing. This the what? <laughs> that's the good stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh. Coffee, man. I if if you're, I mean, this to me is is the best of all the types of coffee I've had. But I haven't had the Turkish, and I want that. I want to try the Turkish, and I actually am writing a book. And in the book, I go and re- I research the Turkish coffee stuff because we stopped in the characters stopped in uh, Istanbul in the airport, and they had Turkish coffee. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, but I want I want the real stuff, like. Yeah, like they, they do the, the whole and the well the sand yeah, yeah, and yeah. the heat That's what and the, the special pot and yep. burning and cooking in there and then yep. pour it. Yeah, I want that. And then you have to move the it's grounds like, yeah, out of like the way in order to drink yep. it. And they always serve. Oh yeah. It, they they always serve it with a small glass of water and Turkish delight. Okay, I don't need Turkish delight. I just want the coffee. But it makes the coffee taste better. No, 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 the water no, does. No, 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 it doesn't. No, yeah, it no, does. No, no, no. They do that in France with espresso. No. Oh God. No. What was the stuff? No, no that water. Our gave just you? coffee. Was that espresso? The thing the neighbor gave you that was in the cup like this big? Yeah, but that was just espresso. It was a. Uh, it was one of those capsule espresso makers, oh, God. which is fine. I mean, people like. I the, mean, it makes it. It makes it thing. easier to make. An espresso 
with no cleanup. Because if it's all contained in that capsule, you put the capsule in, you let the machine do its job, and then when you're done, you're just basically throwing the capsule out, as opposed to getting the grounds and making them the right amount and tamping them down and all the, you know, all the work of making an espresso with a real espresso machine at home. We did that for a while and it never really came out tasting all that good. Oh yeah, you and Jessica did that because yeah. I bought you an espresso machine. And it was never all that good. It was like, because it was a low, it was a lower end, you know, poor people's kitchen espresso machine. Yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't like it was a, like a real espresso machine. Yep. And, and there was no hiding any of the, the coffee-ness because... I don't drink milk in my stuff or cream or anything right, like right, that. Right. So then there's no hiding any of the imperfections of mm -hmm. the coffee. Well, we also had really shit coffee. Right. We weren't getting the... I don't think the machine was bad. I think the, co the quality no, of the I coffee... No, I think the machine wasn't all that good. Uh -huh. And, and, the, and it also, it, so. also water makes a big difference too. Yep. So the kind of water you're using and then blah, blah, blah. But right now, coarse grind... Decent water, make it hot, pour it in. Yeah, I let it sit there as long as you as as, as black as you want it to be. Right. Which is also a kind of an interesting thing. So if I drink it fast, like it, it'll be a lighter brew, or if I drink it and let it sit for longer, ten to twenty minutes, then you get the Yeah. Now you're moving into cowboy territory. I used to make my coffee. dad's coffee in the morning in a percolator. Like Time for the percolator. On the, on the stove every morning. That's how I made it. And I remember one time I was like, oh, this is so gross on the inside. I'm going to scrub it. And so I scrubbed it all shiny and clean and it was beautiful. And my dad lost his fucking mind because he had worked so hard to get to have that flavor. In his coffee, but and see, I, I just had cleaned it all out. See, I'm, 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 the vessel itself. I think should be clean. I don't need a, a grime on the vessel. I've seen that people with like their coffee cups at work, especially yeah. in in corporate America. The coffee cup is like literally. Let's say the cup started out white. By the time you see it, that cup is brown. And yeah. it's not just stained. It's actually brown because they're not ever washing it. Right. They and just then rinse just, it out. And right. Rinse out, pour new coffee in. Yeah. Rinse out, pour new coffee No. That doesn't make your coffee taste good. It does add something to the coffee, but it doesn't make it taste good. And I'm still of the, of the mind of get the good beans, grind it the way it's supposed to be for your particular machine or whatever and then go and then jump in there water hot water hot clean good water yeah i mean i don't know how we're i don't know how to 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 measure the quality of water since we left the states because we would have used tap water in the states and we, have, we haven't used tap water since 2011 yeah one of our friends had gone back to the states and she hadn't been back in a couple of years and she went for a wedding. She gets to the hotel in Vegas and there's no bottled water. And she's like, um, hello, I need water. And they were like, just turn on the tap. And she said, I have been gone for so long. 
I completely forgot I could drink tap water. Tap water. Mm -hmm. I was That's like, what happened when we went back to Grandma's. You forgot you could drink tap water? Yeah. She wasn't even drinking the tap water though. No. She was drinking bottled water. She was drinking bottled, but individual bottles and keeping them in a, keeping them in the right way, the, you know, like cool, dark place. But yeah, she was drinking, she was basically doing what we do, just using individual bottles, not getting the big bottle. But yeah, I don't know, maybe it's because of Flint. Maybe it's because, I, maybe because of the fluoride and fucking Grand Raggedy. Well, because and that's where it started. And sometimes, like, I know when we were in Grand Rapids, we would have what I called the chlorine days, where you turn mm -hmm. on the faucet and it smelled like a pool. Yep. And those were the days I'm like, shit, where's the filter? Because we had a Brita filter for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Especially when I developed all kinds of skin issues after I moved to Grand Rapids. I've never had dry skin in my life. I never had itching. I never had any of that stuff. And I finally ended up going to a dermatologist and he said it's because of the chlorine level in the water in Grand Rapids. So it, it totally ruined my skin. And then you got that aluminum byproduct thing. Yep. I, I, I just don't understand. How are you going to take a, a byproduct of a, an industrial process and throw that byproduct into the water and then tell people it makes their teeth better when it actually makes their teeth fall out? It makes their teeth crack and weak and it uh, calcifies your brain. <laughs> yeah, but that, that explains a lot, doesn't it? It does. Yep. God, it's so bad. It's so bad. I remember going to the dentist as a kid. And being forced to have fluoride treatments, even though we had fluoride in our water and fluoride in our toothpaste. And I was recently reading an article that all the kids who had that now have serious dental issues. Their teeth are really weak and they're just falling out of their head. Tell me, man, the fluoride thing is a bad thing. I never made Aaron Keegan have the fluoride thing. No, I'm talking about fluoride in the water. I know, but drinking a poison. They all still the time. do it at the doc at the dentist's office. They still oh, fluoride treatments. Yeah, are different than drinking. Yes, you're drinking water every day. If you have it in your water, you have it in your toothpaste. You have it when you go to the dentist every six months. You're getting too much. Well, of, of course you are, but if you didn't live in Michigan, you weren't necessarily getting fluoridated water either. Really? That was, yeah, for a long time. They were the test bed. The Grand Rapids was the test bed for that. So they had it. It's been there longer. Yeah. And so, like, because I didn't grow up there. So I didn't have that. And you don't have problems with your teeth like we, I do. I don't know if I do. It's a hidden secret. So, all right. That's enough of that. It's Cinco de Mayo. We've got the flag up. It's Cinco de Mayo. Why do we care? Why do we care? Do we care? I care for totally different reason than... Because you're going to make flautas. I'm going to make flautas. I have homemade beans on the stove right now. Um, did you make a face? No, I'm just talking about the flautas. Yeah, I care about Cinco de Mayo because I'm going to make flautas. I care about Cinco de Mayo because it's my divorce anniversary. Oh, God. However... Which ne I never knew was a thing. Oh, yeah. My mom used to celebrate hers all the time, March oh, 5th. I don't even know what day it was. Don't care. 
What does it matter? Anyway, but in the United States, they celebrate Cinco de Mayo more than they do in Mexico. And why is that? Because margaritas, tacos. Flautas. Flautas. Because of Mexican food. That's all they... I know I hear a lot of big booms outside. Yeah. So most Americans think that Cinco de Mayo is Mexican Independence Day. It's not. Not at all. It's the day when... Benito Juarez. Which is the street we live on. Yep. The president. Um, his troops beat back the French in Puebla because they were on their where way. Where we're going. On their way to Mexico <laughs> City, where we are, to take over the country. Well, we're in Mexico City light. Right. We're outside of the city. Um, but they were on their way. So that's why they celebrate. And in Puebla, they have huge celebrations, kind of like the the Dia de los Muertos parade. They have a big celebration with dancing and So maybe we'll see it next year. Yes, I'm so excited. Oh God, don't be excited, please. Yeah. Jeez, the amount of letdown. No, we can go see How excited were you for Dia de Muertos? Very. And how excited were you after the parade? I thought it was awesome. Come on, tell me. I did, I thought it was great. No, you didn't. You were like, I thought it was gonna be I did more, thought, think it was going to be bigger. Like, way more than what it was. That was like a high school homecoming parade. I did think it would be bigger, however. In Mexico City, which you would think would be the biggest one, right? No. I mean, I would think so. Oh, okay. Is there, was, there were places, there were uh, dance troops and floats from all the other places around, right? Yep. And it's not the biggest? Nope. Oaxaca is the biggest one. So we just have to leave here. To get to the good stuff. From what I've been told by many of Mexicans, this is not the place to find the culture. You have to go to the other this states. Is, this, is not, right. but this is not the place to find the culture? You know what? I've heard that too. Which is kind of sad. They said that people come here to work, but if you want to see the culture, you have to go to the different states and you should live in the different states. All the mezcal we drank was from somewhere else. It was from Oaxaca. There was none of it was from anywhere nope. near our, and near her. One of our one of the teachers, the British teachers, went to Oaxaca for the spring break. She said it was gorgeous. She said it was super cheap. People were really friendly, not like here. She didn't feel like she was gonna be mugged every ten seconds. And she was telling me that there's a a market that they went to where she bought um, pure cacao for like a hundred pesos for fifteen kilos. Who needs fifteen kilos? Of well, cacao? they make things to sell. Oh, on the weekend. I'm about to say, you, but you're like getting high on cacao over there. His, you got a recipe for it, brother? Her boyfriend's mom uses it in recipes. So, um, no, but it sounds like it was being. But like, here know, you can't. That sounds like that. Here you can't buy it like that. Like one kilo is more than a thousand pesos. So you're you're are you trying to make the make the um, argument that it's going to be better in the new place? Is that the what you're trying to do? Nope. You're trying to make that argument right now. No, I'm saying it's you're not going to put your foot down and be like it's going to be better there. No, it's going to be the different. grass is greener and softer. It's going to be different. It's always different. I can't but you notice that when better. we lived, every, everywhere we lived, we did not live in, in the big city. Yeah. We didn't live in the big city in China. We always were on the outskirts. We were pushed to the edges. We lived in the big city 
of Ben Chi, though. We looked right okay, at the ben square. Okay, Ben Chi's not the big city. <laughs> 1.8 million people is, a, is town. a small town in China. So don't even go there. We didn't live in Beijing. We didn't live, in, live in Wuhan. Beijing. We didn't live in Guangzhou. And in Foshan, even. We lived right, in right. Sanshui. We lived, is, we're always lived on the outskirts of yep. the larger larger city, and now we're we're essentially in the suburbs of Mexico City. Yeah. And it's not so cool. In Phuket, we lived right in the center, but no, Phuket. We didn't, live, we didn't live. We lived in the center of the island. Right. We lived in the center of we the did. island, but there's no city. Well, exactly. There's no city. So, man. There are like, what, 500,000 A bunch of two-story two houses. What are you talking about? Yeah. There's like no, there's very few buildings that are much bigger than that that aren't hotels. Yeah. Even the hotels, they only have like the most is what four or five floors? No, no, no. We stayed in a hotel larger than that. And Karen, no, that yes, was only had four floors. Karen Beach, where we stayed yeah. for our vacation, was not four or five floors. Yes, it was. Oh God, the pictures, are, the people are that big. What are you talking about? We were on the what, eleventh, twelfth floor? Yes, we were. No. Oh God, you don't remember the vacation? Yeah, I'm, re- I'm remembering the vacation. No, you're not. We were way up. Yeah. It was super windy on the, in our floor and not windy at all on the bottom floors. About you it. could you see can. the hotel from the beach. What? Yeah. Where is your brain cell? Go get it. Right now. <laughs> you left it upstairs in the bathroom. I think that's what that squishy thing was that I, I cleaned myself with. What? No, you did a little rub-a-dub with a little squishy thing, but then... Yeah, but what happens when the squishy thing is mommy's brain? It's not. You really don't remember what it looked like? I remember the pictures what it were like, like way up above. We could see the top oh, of the mountain. Look, that's not four or five floors right there. We could see the big Buddha on the top of the mountain yeah. clearly from our room. Just look at the pictures that Daddy <laughs> took of you all sunburned and stuff. What are you talking on about? On the balcony. It's yeah, we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna entertain this any further. Cause you seem to not really understand. Like I said, the only tall buildings in Thailand were hotels. There was a very there was like no buildings. That really? Is not four or five really? That is like it's cut of off building. and it's still more than four. <laughs> I don't think you have a good memory. I think you're getting that's a true statement. All right, so what else we got for today for the people? Oh, we saw Endgame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to snap in. We were supposed to do that. We didn't snap in. I can't do a big snap with the baby hands, man. I can't do it. I had a big snap with my tiny baby hands. Okay, I'll tell you what. Maybe we'll put the, we'll put the other video here. Of us going to the thing. Or maybe I put it at the beginning. I don't know. We went. We saw it on Monday. So we we did we did not we were gonna go on last Sunday. We had to, we couldn't go, so we bought the tickets, we came back. Well, we did go. No, no, we didn't We watch. did go, but we didn't, we didn't watch. watch because they were sold out. One point two billion dollars worth of In business. Friday and Saturday. Because that report came out Sunday morning. Right. Right. So in two days' time, they did $1.2 billion. It was awesome. It was awesome. I hadn't even thought about it, and now I'm broken again. I know. 
I said I, I, I literally had not thought about it in days. I, th- I said that yesterday because uh, one of our friends posted. Now I'm, now I'm sad. That they she had done this. <laughs> one of our friends had posted that she just came home from Endgame because she had no words, and I said, I'm still broken. And then I saw one of our, our co teachers, I saw one of the teachers, and she hadn't seen it all, all week. And I said, okay, let me know when you see it. And she's like, okay. So Friday morning, I saw her, and she looked devastated. Yes. And I looked at her, and I said, you saw Endgame last night, right? And she's like, I still can't talk about it. I said, I'll talk to you on Monday. You'll have words then. And she said, I don't know that I will. I'm broken. I said, I've been saying that all week. People don't understand. Mm. And I think, the like we said before... Your version of the experience of watching the films mm-hmm. was far different and probably less impactful yes. on those other films. Yep. Not this one, because this one, you kind of couldn't get around the emotional nature of it. But in the other ones, because you were like, oh, I just watched it and it wasn't yeah, a big like, deal. Like, and me and Aaron were like... Infinity War, I, was just wa- I just watched it. No, no, gee, I no. You you ha- you went in with the mindset of I have to watch this so I can watch the other thing. Yes. Like, this is a new movie and I'm yes. gonna watch it. But also, I've waited more than a year right. to get from the last movie to this movie, so I've been living with this thing for a long time. And then I saw right. And, and I had just what a couple of hours. You didn't watch. You right. didn't have the emotional buildup. I didn't know. Because from Black Panther. Which is super emotional and it's on its own. Yeah. And especially being black, that there's a whole lot of issues there. Yep. And then you get to Infinity War. Let's see, between Black Panther and Infinity War, are there any movies? Yeah, Captain Marvel. Oh, no, no, no. no. No, no, no. Black Panther and Infinity War. And then, then Infinity War. Black, so then and, and the Wasp and then Captain Marvel. So you're and Black Panther and Infinity War were in the same year. So you're you're dealing with some and and with Black Panther, that was an it's like that whole movie was this big emotional moment in Civil War. Right. So okay, you take that take that movie, you watch it. You wait, what, two, three months? Then you get Infinity War. Then you wait a whole other year, and you get Captain... Well, you get Ant-Man in in that previous year. And then you get Captain Marvel. And then just a couple months later, you're into Endgame. And it's just like... Was it even a couple months? Yeah. Yeah, it was just a couple months ago. Or was it just a month? Well, maybe I think it was a month between. And and so that thing, that kind of timeline like that... You know, you live with, like, you don't see any of the characters essentially for a year. But you're living with what happened, the ramifications, for more than a year. Yeah, it came out in March. So that, that's the thing. That's the difference. And then you're really anticipating, like, what the hell is going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. It was three hours. Which is funny, because, um, uh... And listening to an old episode of Back to the Theater this morning, they touched on this idea of the three-hour superhero movie. 
And I said the same thing I said to you. I mean, it's like we haven't seen three-hour movies since, like, The Godfather or Lawrence of Arabia or right. Ben-Hur, where you had to have well, uh, even, uh, intermission right. and all that kind of stuff. Well, like, when um, Lord of the Rings came out, the first one, I remember watching the first one and saying to you, I needed 30 more minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's already a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Mm-hmm. And I needed. Oh yeah, you needed all right. Thirty more minutes, and then when the extended version came you out, I'm it. like, "That's exactly what it needed. Well, they wait, shouldn't wait. have cut that out." Well, wait, you got thirty minutes of content. Yeah. And then almost thirty more minutes of credits. Yep. Yep. Yeah, watch the watch the Lord of the Rings stuff. Ooh. Now the same reason that you were telling your mother to watch the MCU stuff, watch all the Lord of the Rings stuff again. St- and Watch don't, the don't and don't start with the Hobbit. Start with you know, do it like um, Star like Star Wars, where you start in the middle. Do that, and when you watch it, you're gonna be like, like watch it to the end. Watch it to the end of the credits, and then you'll see I've, why I've, I've I seen, cry. I've seen so people much. cry during the credits. Yep. And if you and here's another one. If you watch, and this is pretty appropriate since there's a Tolkien movie coming out. Um, what is it? Don't even look. It's not you know. Um, it's you. You've got this this film that was made, right? But then you had the behind the scenes that was being made at the same time they were making the film. But it is it runs like the films. Yep. So there's three plus hours of the behind the scenes stuff. That shit is so. Interesting, and it, and it's all that it's not it's it's some of it's you know cinematography, some of it's you know give the the hard drive to the guy to run down the street kind of thing. There's I mean there's all this stuff that they did because to, I think excuse me they did um, shooting in New Zealand. Yep. But processing and um, dailies and all, I think all that stuff happened in England. So they were actually sending and, and moving this data back and forth from each day. It's, it, it's amazing how that movie got done because basically the guy running down the street with a backpack on his back with all of the stuff from that day could have just gotten mugged. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, whole scenes wouldn't even been there. But yeah, the, the Lord of the Rings phenomenon, that thing, that, that whole world before they make The Hobbit, that was a huge movie making deal. You know, and then you get The Hobbit, which kind of gives you I can watch a little more story, a little more story, but a little more backstory. But yeah, these long saga things. See, the and see, Star Wars never really felt like that because Star Wars was yesterday being May the 4th. Um, Star Wars was more like um, you got Star Wars. Based on the success of Star Wars, they decided to make uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and then you're 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 kind of that was it. You had those three movies for how long? Forever. For I mean, from the eighties all the way to the. There's like twenty years, 2000, right? 90s. Late 90s, 2000s, when Phantom Menace comes out, I mean, you're like, oh, I mean, you're, you're excited, but it's like, that's a whole set of Star Wars movies for a whole nother generation. Yep. 
which is why which is why for me you can't say to me Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 and I don't think of Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. Those to me are the first three. Because they are the first and, three. And you can't say 1, 2, and 3 and expect that I'm not going to think of those. No, but they're not 1, 2, and 3. They're 4, 5, and 6. Right, they're 4, 5, and 6. <sighs> it says it in the movie. Yeah, it does. It's not that it's people are making that up. I, mean, I know. They're, they're, but it says episode four. One, two, three, four, five, six. A new hope. Right? It says it at the beginning in the crawl. Yep. Okay, so if it says episode four, a new hope, you shouldn't be talking about one, two, and three. You could say the first movie, the second movie, the third movie, fine. But one, two, and three is those other ones that many people don't like, which I didn't, but they didn't bother me at all. Those are the first ones I saw. So. There are 19 years between the Revenge of. Oh, that's. That's something else. What are you doing? I wanted to see how long it was between... Why don't you look it up? You know, you could look I that was. up. It's That's really not that hard. At... Star Wars. You can just go to the Wikipedia page for Star Wars. It'll show you every single movie and every single date. Yep. Sure. I don't know why people don't use Wikipedia. I have to I have to talk to my students about that. They all think that so they're not supposed hope. to use it. That's episode four? You know what I just said? I didn't know that that was the name of it. It's just Star I Wars. just... 1977. I, I literally just said that. Four, five, and six. Four, five, and six. 1977, 1980, and 1983. And then Phantom Menace. Do you see? So, one, two, three, four, 19 five, years. Six. 19 years. And so, 19 between, years between. Between three and four is Rogue One and Solo. And Solo. Yes. And after four, five, and six, there's seven, eight, nine. And nine comes out in December. Right. So there will be more Star Wars business going on right up in him. Yeah. So, you, and you're so way behind on that series yeah. too. Yeah, because I've only seen though. six of them. I like Solo. When they say many boffins gave their lives to give us these plans, that's one that's, of those movies. Yeah. See, in, in Star Wars, that was one line. Literally that one woman's line that you never knew her name. And was one line in one moment, and they made a whole movie out of that. Yep. And it's not bad. No. I mean, it gives you some backstory, which is fine. Hey, it's between. Oh, and we got to give a shout out to um, look up the man that played Chewbacca. You should just go to IMDb and do. It's so much easier. It's so much easier to use IMDb, people. I downloaded People always are searching for movie stuff and like who was in that and what were they in and you know what came after that. Go to IMDb. There is an app for that. Peter Mayhew. Just died. So shout out to the Chewbacca. So what else we got today? You were supposed to be prepared, so you can't say you weren't prepared. I was prepared. What you, got, what you got for us today? My prepared you was Endgame. No. Said, no, you weren't prepared. You said last night, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> nothing to talk about? Well, I didn't, I didn't want to do a parenting thing. I didn't look it up. I'm tired. You can't be tired. This I, is the, the, the most important Sunday podcast of the week. <laughs> 
We could always talk politics because we have a young man who's going to be voting in the next election. Okay, talking politics. I don't need to talk politics. I am always talking about so what, what is interesting in politics for you today? Nothing. Last night, Aaron asked me mm-hmm. who I was going to vote for. Mm-hmm. And I told him there's no way to know because right now we have 22 people in the Democratic presidential primary running for president. So you have no clue who's going to be there by the next July. Why is that important to answering the question? He, I said, I don't know. Who do you want out of what you have right now? And I think somebody is getting into the race tomorrow. Yeah, that's that was the twenty-two. Um, On the Democratic side, I really like Kamala Harris, even though I don't know. I really like Kamala Harris. I like Pete Buttigieg, but. I think he has a very unfortunate name. He, he does. does. I mean, one, nobody can pronounce it correctly, but the, just the fact that it starts with booty, I think that that's going to work against him. And I really like Cory Booker. But we haven't heard much out of Cory Booker since his announcement. But you just said it was too early. Right. But, but so why not. do you expect to hear something? And I, What do you I, want him to do? Be Superman again and go around and saving people from fires in their apartment buildings? Yeah. That's what he did during uh, he, when he was governor. Mayor, uh, he was the mayor. mayor. When he was mayor, he actually saved lives, like like going into like, building, like burning not, buildings, not, and not shit. Not in a, not in a, uh, you know. I'm a politi- I'm a I'm a politician, and and the policies I enact save lives. No, 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 no. He actually saved lives, <laughs> like Superman. He literally went. He was like Black Panther without the lightning. No, he was like Black Lightning without the lightning. (laughs) He was like, uh, uh, he was like the Arrow when he became mayor, and he was still running around being a superhero with no arrows. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Because the Arrow doesn't have any superpowers. I like Elizabeth, some of Elizabeth Warren. Okay, but you stuff. can't say I like all of these people. I do, but I do you, like No, 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 no. Right now, if you had to vote, just take it. Just just do it right now. Right now, you had to walk into the booth. Who would you vote for? For President of the United States. That, I mean, that's really, what we're, that's really what anybody is asking when they ask that question. I don't know. Based on what you know, right this moment, and the field that is set, right this moment, who would you vote for? It's a toss-up. You're not going to vote for my old... Uh, Joe, my old my old neighbor. You're not going to go to the neighbor. I love Joe. I think Joe's a great guy, but Joe's too old. Bernie's too old. Okay, too old or old? They're old. Because if you call them old, nobody can dispute that. If you say they're too old, okay, then all of a sudden now you're ageist. No, they're old. That's. We need now, well, younger But mindset. here's the... See, this is my feeling about the age thing. I don't think age really has anything to do with it. Because we're going to need, after whatever goes down with Trump in the next few years, and after he is in prison? gone, that process has to happen, though. Yeah. And see, that process happening is still going to pull people apart. Yeah. And we're going to need a slightly older school 
this is one thing about socially speaking, not politically speaking, yeah. but so, a, a more socially old school approach to pragmatism, to calming people's fears and anxieties. We're going to need that if he gets out of office after this next, the, the end of this next term, and no matter who gets put in there, they're going to have to deal with the fact that, yes, they're probably, somebody is going to be coming at with charges against him yep. now that he's not president of the United States yep. because that's what they're gearing up to. Yeah. It's like they're gearing up to this idea this idea that the current president of the United States has broken laws. Uh, now, law whatever those laws laws. happen to be, whether they be state laws, federal laws, it doesn't matter, but they're going to go after him when this is all said and done. No matter who is putting, as long as he's not reelected, because reelecting him is basically just protecting him from prosecution. Yep. That's essentially what he's doing. He's 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 hiding in plain sight. Yep. And you're gonna need somebody that can say, okay, let's put the band aids on, and let's sit back. We can't have a fire another firebrand after this because people won't be able to deal with that very well. So does that mean that Bernie's out because no, no, Bernie's no. a firebrand? He's not though. He's not. He's very pragmatic because he's been he he's, he's been there for He's been years. there. He does understand that yes, we need to I want certain things, but there's a process to this. Right. And that there should be debate and we should be talking about it. We should be discussing it. We should be coming up with the best way. We should be transparent and informing people about what we're doing. See, that whole thing is what we're not getting now. Right. You see? So I'm saying, I'm thinking that, yeah, it's going to need to be somebody who is, who can be like, it's, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. But their vice president needs to be on in fuego for real. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I think is, is what's shaping up. You're going to have some calming force as the president. And then it's not going to be president's on fire and the vice president is non-existent anymore. Right. It's going to be president's going to be like, I'm the president of everybody and we're all blah, blah, blah. And the other guy's going to, the other guy or woman is going to be like, I'm president of the Senate. We finna push this shit through. Right. We finna make this shit happen. Right. Right. And then let that let that stir all the debate yeah. that needs to happen in the House, in the Senate, and that's where change can actually come. You have somebody, and I don't want to say like Barack Obama, but honestly, somebody who can speak to everybody in a way that everybody understands so you're not ever feeling like you're talking down to anybody. Yeah. You're not me, talking me over either. anybody's head, but that you are just speaking to everybody and everybody gets it. Yeah. You know, it's like there's not, there's no shell game going on, yeah. you know, but then also be able to sit there and say, yeah, you know, we won. This is what we wanted to do. We told you what we wanted to do, but when we were running, you know, you, you, you know, part of the populace chose us and now we're going to push those agendas through. Right. You know, if there's a difference between that and I just want to build a wall. Yeah. You know, I'm, I just want to build. I just want it because I want it. It's like, eh, but then where does that leave? All, you know, the, the 40 plus percent of people out there that don't want you and don't care about what you want. Right. All of a sudden you've, you've alienated all of those people. Yeah. So I, th- I think there, there's just going to need to be something. 
Because if not, and we keep going down, if we keep going down the road of president that's just off the chain and another president that's off the chain, doesn't matter what party it is, then all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna have people. We're already seeing stuff against against people of different ethnicities has risen. You're seeing the church things, the burnings and the destruction yep. has risen. You're seeing the KKK is rising. You're yep. seeing the downfall. And of the it. KKK is, not only are they rising, but they are becoming more and more visible and more and more vocal well, than they course. have been in the last 30 years. Well, of course. That's what happens. Yep. And then you're seeing um, uh, the uh, NRA falling. And that's going to have a really Huge bad effect. effect. On people that believe that this is what they should be a part of this group. Well, I read an article this week about the NRA, and um, the author of the the article had said that he had been a member of the NRA for 25 years, and then their po- politics started changing and becoming more extreme, and he left. Be, the membership. You're saying the NRA the became N- more extreme. NRA became more extreme, and he left, and most of his friends left as well. It didn't change how he felt about guns. It didn't change his activity with his guns, but he didn't want to be associated with an organization like the NRA. And the title of the article was something like, um, "I didn't leave the NRA. The NRA left me a long time ago," and and it was interesting. To hear this this guy's perspective about I don't want to be associated with white supremacy. That's not why I became a part of this organization. But George H left the NRA. Yep. And he had been a member, I think, since before they moved to Texas. Yep. And so, I mean, you're right. That's I think that's what happened to a lot of people that were more pragmatic in their political leaning. Like they they could. They were of a generation that could see how, yeah, I may not in, like everything you're saying, but I see where you, I see that you are an honest broker here. And I also see that what you're saying is, you know, maybe 30, 40% of what you're saying, I do agree with. There's that other percentage that where we would need to come closer together, but I don't see you as all bad because you just don't say what I say. Right. And that's what happened in politics. Yep. I think that's what, um, uh, what's his name? That fills in for Rachel all the time. He just wrote the book about um, Chris Hayes. Yeah, his book that he just wrote um, about the tribalism mm-hmm. in the United States and how it happened in the '90s. I mean, and it's 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 true. I mean, yeah. people people were able with the advent. I think a lot of it had to do with cable sh- cable. Yeah. Getting hundreds of channels, yep. as well as uh, because people were always listening to whatever they wanted to listen to on the radio, mm-hmm. whether that be talk country, rock and roll, classic rock, it didn't matter. Whatever it is that, that you listen to, you were segregated into those into those stations. But that wasn't happening on TV until we got all this right. cable out there. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you could you could watch like Roseanne. Yep. You could watch. Things like Roseanne, uh-huh. and you could do it like 24 hours a day yeah. almost. Because I remember when, um, what was it? Was it Fox or BET or whatever? When they used to turn off 
They used to play the the, the Star yeah. Spangled Banner and he'd show the flag and he used to turn off at night and you would go beep yeah, and you would get ABC, nothing until sometime in the morning. Yes, ABC, yeah, they would know, all turn off. They all turned off. So but that doesn't Showtime didn't do that. HBO didn't well, do that. Well, of course they were the paid right. channels, but the other the other channels they, there BET was a time. BT turned off at one time at one point because it was oh. only out of Washington and that's all you didn't get it left in late night. Oh, I, um, I never had it when he it got it, it got right. It got to a point where then it became 24 hours because like it was like MTV. Yeah. yeah, I remember. And it was almost it was also like MTV more videos than well, anything else. It was I remember in the 90s like I remember being in, in university and I would turn on MTV at night just to have some background while I was studying. And there were like 12, 30, 1 o'clock, it would go from mainstream music to like metal. Yeah, it would become more risque because it and could. And I'm just like... But that was the FCC allowed that. Right. Allowed that, that later in the evening thing, like post the, um, the news. Yeah. When, when the news went off... And the late night, usually it was um, Johnny Carson or Jay Leno at that point. Yep. When they stopped, then after that, it was like kind of almost a, a TV free for all. Right, like you could be like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get and, you could get real yeah. vulgar, and it, it wasn't like you could start cussing a lot, but you could. The content changed yeah. because it was like kids should just be in the bed. You know, everybody. Yeah. There's there's no real worry that some child is awake, even yep. though they were. You know who you are. <laughs> because y'all came to school. And I remember y'all coming to school because I was asleep. I was But y'all would come to school and you'd be in like, high school. I, did you see? Like, no. Well, Why would I see that? Why would I see? I remember somebody coming to school uh, our senior year talking about, Have you, did you see Daria last night? I didn't know what Daria was. I still don't know what it is. I was like, when does that come this? on? It's a, it's a angsty teenage girl anime type thing like the Ren and Stimpy and the Beavis and Butthead but it was the girl with the glasses and long hair I never watched the show I've never well, seen it what was it on MTV? I think so yeah and she's like oh I love Daria I watch it every and I'm like what time does that shit come on? huh it comes on at midnight huh yeah I'm, I'm asleep in man I'm so asleep because I have school and job. But just think of it this way. Think of it this way. Sports. Mr. Staying up to 2 o'clock in the morning to do some Minecraft thing. Think of it this way. If you didn't have schools, like you had school, but you didn't have sports and after school activities and homework and all that stuff, you probably would have stayed up. Maybe. You know what I mean? Because that's what kept us from staying up is that you had all this other stuff. couldn't do it. That you you were really tired from. So if you had basketball practice or you had band practice or you had football practice or whatever practice yeah. after school and homework yeah you didn't have a whole lot of evening time that you thought I was gonna I'm just gonna stay awake and watch a thing it's like no I'm tired I'm either gonna be sleep on the couch or I'm gonna take my ass to bed I but I'm gonna be sleep I, right no, because I remember my senior year like second semester senior year I was in a musical I was playing soccer. I would come home from soccer practice because we only lived just a couple miles from the school. I'd come home from soccer practice, shower and scrape the mud off. My grandmother would have my dinner in a container to go. I'd get back in the car, eat in the car on the way back to school, and then go to play practice. 
not get home from play practice till 11 30 12 o'clock at night and then have to get back up at 5 36 o'clock the next morning who the hell has time for tv i I'll, i'm telling you i i i didn't even i know that i did not watch i didn't watch tv law my and order i did not watch law and order when i was in high school it was on. It was? Of course it was. And I, I know I did not tell. watch. I didn't watch it. I did not watch Law and Order because you know that the guy that's the father of the Flash is in Law and Order from back then. The black dude. She so, don't know nothing about the Flash. But she knows the black dude. He was also in the ring. Oh, um, Jesse? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I know Jesse. <laughs> See, told you. <laughs> Flash. You don't have to know the Flash. <laughs> you know the reference for me, not the but that guy, I mean, so I all those shows back in the day of them going out and doing stuff, I did not see until later on. Um, basically, when I got to university is when I was able to sit down and be able to actually see those shows. see mm-hmm. Law, Because we were being told to watch Law & Order, too. Because Law oh. & Order was being pulled from the headlines. Yep. So we were, we were actually being told in to check it out. History and um, political science. Yeah. So. Don't pick. Uh-oh. Is not healed by now? No, the tattoo is healed. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were working on your potato jet face when I put my hand up. So I thought you were trying to, because on the screen you were like. I thought he was thought sleeping. You, but you should, you should start doing a little tick, 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 tick thing. That'd be I funny. I don't need that. I don't need that. <laughs> yes, that is so awesome. I do not need that. I am a potato. I don't need to have gimbal neck. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what we're talking about, but it, it was really funny. Um, okay then. We'll show you later. Okay. We'll bring, we'll, we'll put the little, little crazy neck thing that he was doing. Um. So yeah, the politics right now are ridiculously ridiculous. We got Venezuela. We have Russia. I talked to and one. see people. People don't understand that we have a doctrine that says Europe will stay out of, stay out of this part of the world. Yep. And that has been there. I believe it's the Monroe Doctrine. Check me on that, but I believe that's what it is. And that doctrine has been there for a very long time that says, we won't interfere in your politics over there, which of course that's a lie that America's not gonna interfere, but also that nobody can interfere in what goes on in this part of the world from Europe. And that has been a part of what we no, it's 1893, the Monroe Doctrine. What we know as what should and should not happen as far as the influence of European nations in the Americas. Yeah, it's what it says, Americas. So, yes, I did teach history. So, that being said, this idea that Russia is sticking Everywhere. their nose into what's going on in Venezuela and all the this kind of stuff it's like Cuba what, if if let's see I was teaching the Monroe Doctrine to 12th graders and 11th graders last year in China yep okay they know what it is why is it that someone like Trump and the people around him don't know this well, that you Trump don't listen but you don't listen to this man saying we're not there it's like dude of course you're there. We have a CIA. The CIA knows what you're doing. Well, Mike Pompeo came out this week and said that Russia is in Venezuela and that they were encouraging the opposition Maduro. leader, 
No, no, no. They were the, encouraging Maduro? Yeah, they were encouraging the president, the guy who was president prior to this last election. Maduro. Him to stay. Oh, dear gods. I he was on his way out. He was leaving. No, this last thing that happened, I think, the last week it was on the guy who I cannot remember his name. That guy, he supposedly won the election and they're saying that he didn't win the election. That's the problem. There, it's like there's a there. It, who won? Okay, and if they if you say that he won, well then that Maduro that means won. Maduro should. What's his name? Music. Come on. Yeah, move fast. No. Guaido. So that you know, it's it's kind of like everybody now gets to pick a side. Do we do we back Guaido, which the United States did publicly, and then many times. do we back Maduro? No, that's the problem. Who do you back now? If you're going to back anybody, and you're in the Americas, fine. So the other countries can back whoever they want to back and say we recognize this guy as the official leader after their election. Okay, but you're not supposed to do that from Russia. No. And you're definitely not supposed to stick your toes in the water to start trying to change what's going on. And that's what's happening. And because of the Monroe Doctrine, seems like somebody would be going to Trump going, we got a thing. And this thing says they're not even allowed to have a voice in this. Yes, but he was on the phone with Russia for over I know, but he should have been saying, shut the fuck up. Because Are you, you can't me? have a voice in this thing. He can't you can't say, shut just, the fuck up, oh, sugar can, daddy. Wait a minute, why can't he? That's his sugar daddy. It doesn't matter. You, uh, women do it all the time. What are you talking about? They don't do that to their sugar daddy. Yo, they do it when they get fed up. What, for billions and billions of like dollars? Like I said, they do it when they get fed up. They go get a new sugar daddy. Mm. Mm. China. So I was talking <laughs> I was talking to the Venezuelan teacher on Friday. I thought you were going to say I was talking to Venezuela. No, the Venezuelan teacher. And I asked her. What's like, how'd you get such connections? Right? I asked her, how are you how are you feeling about what's going on in your country? And and she said, the United States and Russia need to shut the fuck up. And let us handle our business. We don't want Maduro in office. We voted him out. We almost had him out of office on Wednesday, but the Russians stepped in, and that's the only reason he isn't right. in prison right now. And that's the part. That's the that's the changing of fortunes part. That's not supposed to happen due to the Monroe Doctrine. Right. And she said. Our people are starving. Children are dying. People don't have medication. There isn't clean water. There and we're not going to get that story for years. And we're not going to get it until Maduro is out. Yep. yep. Because right now Maduro wants to kill all the people who support the opposition. And the only way he can do it without starting a war is by starving them out. But the other side of this is... This isn't an opposition problem. No. This is an election issue. Right. They, Who won? They elected the new guy. Okay, so if they elected the new guy, then if you are democratic, well, then you're supposed to get the hell out the way. How this is what this is what Bill Maher keeps talking about with Trump. Yeah. That Trump's not going to ever leave. He's just going to stay. And yep. he's going to keep trying to stay yep. when he's supposed to leave. And it's but like, there's so many people who have said that that are close to Trump who have, like, 
Michael Cohen said, if you think Trump is going to leave office quietly, you're crazy because he's not going to, even if he's elected, he's not elected president, he's not going to leave easily. Yeah, but that's just it. I don't understand the not leaving thing. Like, I don't get it from any democratic society. If you got, how did you get there? You got there by being elected, hopefully. So if you got there by being elected, it seems like when you lose, you say goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Yeah. That was too many buys. Bye, 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 bye. What? No. What? Isn't that a song? Bye, bye, bye. That's the song. It's only three. No, no, no. Sing the song. And what does it matter if it's only three? Y'all know what I'm singing? So Maduro's been president since 2013. Okay. Please don't read websites to us. I'm not. I just wanted to see how long he had been in office. Why? What was your point? You never made a point. You just started looking stuff up. Um... So they want they they've had a decline in the country since since Maduro took office is what she said, and he doesn't want to leave even though he was elected he wasn't elected, and so she's like, but as long as these other countries are messing in our politics, our people are going to continue to suffer. Yeah, but that's not why the people are suffering. The people are suffering is because somebody won the election and the other person doesn't want yeah. to leave. Whatever that is, I don't know who won. See, that's just it. Being on the outside, right. I don't All know who know won. All I know is someone won, reports. someone won, someone yeah. lost, someone should have conceded, or someone should have left office. Right. Okay, now, once you wrap all that in there, why are there still two people still saying that they won? Right. Shouldn't that just be a numbers game? Yep. Yep. Okay. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, craziness and... Other people voting after the populist votes or anything like that, are we? Like in the United States. Right. We're not talking about electoral college politics, are we? I mean, so, I, I don't know. I, I, The political landscape right now, I don't... All I know is those European nations are not supposed to be sticking their noses into anything. But the United States is... Yeah. And that was in the Monroe Doctrine. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part that gets me is like a United States kind of put it put this out to the world to say, we got this side. <laughs> Y'all take care of that side. We got this side. And nobody else necessarily agreed to the Monroe Doctrine but the United States. <laughs> well, I wonder how many people know that Russia has troops in Venezuela right now. Oh, I, I don't think that matters. I think people realize that any superpower can have troops anywhere in the world whenever they want them. Even though like China they're could. not supposed to have them there. Yeah, right. It's a, that's irrelevant. China could. China could have troops anywhere they wanted to because they have the, the means. They have the ability to put people on planes and, and get them, put them in, in position. Any superpower has that, has that ability. Should they do it? Different question. But can they do it? Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know. I My thing is just, we shouldn't be here. Like, if this, none of this stuff should be happening if politics was being played the way politics is supposed to be played. You're not supposed to do, these things are not supposed to happen inside of democracies. Right. Which then becomes a question, 
where's the democracy part? Like, right. We already know that there's lots of democracies out there that aren't democracies. So, what do we do with that? Right. What's wrong? Are we boring you? You're, no. you're not. You're not enjoying your political talk. No. Why not? Well, what you got to say, man? Talk to the people. Nothing to say. You got nothing to say about politics? No. You're about to be a voter. Yes, you are. And you got votes. No, no, no. I have nothing to say. But you have a responsibility now. Okay. That doesn't mean I have something to say. But that means you have an opinion. I don't. That that's exactly what that means. If if you have a responsibility to be able to talk talk about, discuss, and make decisions about the politics in your country, then you've got to be able to express those opinions in general conversation. And you need to start paying closer attention so that you have an informed opinion. Stay away from Fox News. Yeah. Actually, my suggestion is watch Fox News. Everybody should watch Fox News. Because that was, that any, basically whatever your political, Whatever your normal political stance is, you need to I can't, that's make I sure I can't you need to make sure that you are the beans floating. Just add a little water and put the lid on. Really? Sorry. Really? Sorry. I asked her to do it via text, so it was quiet. Whatever your political stance is, you That's should definitely um, know what the other side is saying. Yep. And then you should know what the people in the middle are saying. You should always know, politically speaking, what the arguments are, not just so that you can combat them, but so that you understand what other people's perspectives are, because there might be good ideas over there. The problem that we have today is we're not taught to do that. No. We're not taught to do that in anything we do in our, in our, you know, closed off, walled off worlds of I only watch what I like to watch on YouTube and I only watch the shows that I like to watch on Netflix and Hulu and I only play the games that I like and if anything offends me, then I'm not going to do it. Right. Yeah. No. That's exactly what you don't do yeah. as a thinking, feeling person in this world. You need to know what are they doing in China? Why is it that they have yep. 5G over there and we don't have it over here yet? Yep. Why is it that we're doing, taking baby steps to 5G, but they've got it in Guangzhou? And why, why is it, you know, and these why kinds is of it things. That they don't want this particular phone in, you know, our government and our right. military. And why is it that this company is getting slapped with these fines versus that fine? And they're in Canada, and they're in the UK, and they're in Mexico. They're surrounding, they're basically surrounding the United States. Why are they getting slapped with fines, and why are they constantly in trouble? And who's making the money? Right. Follow the money, people. Follow the money. Because that's, just break out all the president's men. Start there. Yep. It's a movie. Start there. All the president's men. And just start understanding what governments do, what the press does, how the TV works, who is benefiting, who's being hurt. Because honestly, I've been saying this forever, everything is politics. It is. I don't care where you go or what you do, it's all politics. Because the reason why you got the job, politics. The reason why you didn't get the job, politics. It, 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 you could take 
take out uh, Martin Lawrence in Boomerang and he kept telling you everything was racial, everything is politics. So you need to, you just need to understand that, but you have to have context. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens inside of like the United States. A lot of students don't get that context anymore because those civics programs went by the wayside years ago. A lot of, I mean, people learn about their states usually in elementary school, but then they don't come back and learn about like actual civics later on. Right. And then the, the politics, I, I don't know, I, I never had a political class in high school. That wasn't until university. So all of a sudden you got people that could be graduating high school at 18, could be voting. Yep. But they don't even understand what voting is, and they're voting the basically voting the way their parents vote. And that goes that way for a lot of people. Yep. And, so. and they could be 18, able to vote, and don't vote because they don't understand the importance of voting. Well, yeah. I mean, hell. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have your daughter anything, you're 43 years old, and she's never voted in her life. It makes me sick. But it don't make me sick because it, honestly, if I'd rather I'd rather the uninformed not be voting. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know, if you have no grasp on your current uh, on your local politics, because really, if you go with the all politics all politics is local thing, if you don't understand what's happening in your world, yeah, your street, your city, your town, your state. Stop there. If you don't like know what's going on there, you shouldn't be voting because I don't want your voice in it. Because what are you saying? You're just saying what yeah. you heard. You're not saying what you think. So, okay, don't vote. Now, I agree with you. Should a person that doesn't know learn? Yeah. Well, of course. But we're of teachers and so we think everybody should learn. Right. And also that people should take an interest in their local politics instead of complaining about it. Like, you, we don't... we can't stand the idea of people complaining about something and then when you say, well, who, what did you vote for? Like, what did you think was going to... And they say, well, I don't vote. It's like, well, then, what, then, the, then the why world. are you talking? Like, you're, you're, But even though they have a vested interest, you chose to be silent. Yeah. Like so my, stay silent. My sister was complaining about her taxes this year and how she's getting so much less back and she should have last year, she would have gotten so much more. But, and I said... Yeah, well, you've chose not to vote. I mean, but that's not really the cause. The cause is the cause somebody is made decisions. You allowed somebody to make a decision well, for you. When, that when you, you say you allowed, no, that's not how that works. That it person, is true. no, that person represents thousands of people. Okay. So it's not that one person allowed anything, and that's where people get messed up in politics. Because they want, if I voted for this one person, they should do what I want. It's like, that's not how politics works either. No, 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 no. So you can't blame the one and say that the one doesn't benefit at the same time. But don't sit there and whine and bitch about stuff and you aren't going to do anything to make any changes. Well, you. but see, that's what I'm saying. That's not voting. My dog won't stop biting me, but you aren't going to do anything. No, don't equate those. If you are voting, that's a one-time event. What it you're talking? You vote in all the no, 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 I'm saying you're, you're voting is a one-time event. The work of working for someone, being a voice, handing out stuff, doing the thing in your local politics, 
so that the word gets spread out to people who don't think the way you think that you're trying to change their mind to your way of thinking so that people, more people feel the way you do on a certain issue so that the person you voted for can then vote your way. That's the work of politics. Yeah. That's the work of the populace. That's why, you know, you would hear, uh, I know when Obama, because he was a, he was a person that was um, big into community, like communities yeah. being mobilized. And you know as a politician that I can't really propose anything until the people that I work for, <coughs> the people that put me here, uh, are pushing me in that direction. Yeah, yeah. And so you, that's the problem, is we think, I voted for you, now do what I say. Yeah. No, I voted for you, and 10,000 other people voted for you, now do what we say. Right. And that work of getting we together happens at that local level, yeah. and that's the work that happens between voting. Yeah. And a lot of people just want to just vote. Yeah. And then, then sit back and go, okay, do what I want. Well, dude, I don't even know what you want. Right. So I only know what the people who are vocal in your local area, I only know what they're saying. Yep. I only know what the people that come to visit my office in the local area or my office in Washington, I only know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. You see? So whoever, you know, squeaky wheel, man. Right. So two, why do you feel like it's not important to vote or why do you feel like it is important to vote? No, I'm asking you the question. I know, but you didn't ask a good question because you so, just assumed that he just I, felt a certain way. At, at I one don't point feel he's... any way about it. It's like if I don't, I don't feel a way about it. Okay. I don't have an informed opinion. I don't have any real thing to say. I don't know what anybody is saying that they're gonna do. Okay. But I don't. I don't have a negative. Thing towards voting or a positive thing towards voting is just something that adults do. Psst. You're almost done. I know, but that's that's how I've always seen it. Well, of course. It's just a thing that you guys did, and I didn't understand it ever. I still don't. So I don't have so a negative. So we have to or go back to the West Wing. <gasps> Yay! No, they. That's no, it's vital. No, well, the, the, the idea of the West Wing is inside of that show, there's a ton of things that they reference that are the basis for all the stuff you're talking about. So when you're looking at the West Wing, uh, usually Bartlett, because he was a professor of politics. E economics. At, economics. That, that he is, re and he's part of one of the first families of the United States. That idea of what politics is or should be and the focus of it comes from thinkers of way in the past. So th their ideas, the history, how did we get here? Why do we have a political system? Yep. The way we do and all of that stuff, it's kind of hinted at and talked about in very small pieces because they mentioned the names and they that's when you need, when you're watching the West Wing, you go, he just said a name and I don't even know who that is. Now go find out who that is. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, like we were talking about the Monroe Doctrine. Well, yeah, that makes, you know, that's why we've been in, we've had issues as a country with any country from Europe coming into the Americas because of that one thing. You see, no, you cannot go to Cuba and put your, and of course it's always Russia, right? No, you cannot go to Cuba and put your 
rockets in Cuba. One, they're easy to shoot and kill people in the United States. But really, two, you're not supposed to be over here. Right. Well, you're on the wrong side of the street. Take you see what I mean? Get back in your lane, man. You're in Europe. Go do Europe. And that was that. And it all goes back to this one idea of the Monroe Doctrine. So, and that's not even a law. It's just a doctrine. It's just an idea that we are on this side, you are on that side, and we don't cross these lines, which, of course, the United States has always done. Hence, Korea, yep. Vietnam. You know what I mean? That All of those things happened. We should not have been there either. No, we should not have been. But I, I that's why I say watch something like The West Wing, there, there's a lot of good documentaries out there about things, especially during the Cold War, which are great. Uh, but um, uh, what is the all of the stuff that's in my man, my man, my main man, Ken Burns? See, that's all in there. Too. It's all interwoven because when you watch baseball, you're watching politics. You know, the slavery in the making of America. Same thing. You know, they talk about it with uh, uh, Spider-Man and Homecoming. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, pay attention to a thing made by slaves. And she's standing in front of the Washington Monument, you know. And even the park ranger is like, well, she's kind of right. You know, yeah, politics. It's all politics. Everything is politics. That's one of the reasons why I started studying politics was this idea that how do you get away from this? It's like this is one of the areas of people activity that is so important that people don't pay attention to. People, you know, I mean, I pay att- if I'm going to pay attention to pop culture, you got to pay attention to politics. Yeah, because they go hand in hand. Because the reason that we have the pop culture we have is usually in some way informed by the politics of the day. So it all kind of, it's one big ball of wax, earwax. Yep. Which can be lit on fire. Like Shrek. Oh. <laughs> I just had that vision of the, the Mythbusters. Myth oh, the little ball of earwax. Oh, that's so foul. <laughs> With the little hairs. Oh. <laughs> we all know what you're talking about. But it's so bad. You don't have to keep going. No, 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 I do. Because they might not know. Oh. Okay, if you don't know Mythbusters, um, What's wrong with you, man? Do you know how old Mythbusters is? I do. Look up Mythbusters and see when it stopped. No, no, no. Look it up. There are a lot of people that are alive today that know nothing about Mythbusters. And they're in scores. No. It's not. Because Star Wars is a current thing. It's still going. Right. It's current. Mythbusters is not. No, it is not. Not with. It's not still going. It's not still going. It is not still going. Come on, come on, IMDB. What are you doing over there? Oh, it takes so I long. Yeah, for a reason. Come on, man. You have to type in the search now. Come on, Mythbusters. Mythbusters is old, and I know y'all don't know it. Watch it. It's awesome. Some of your weirdest questions have been answered already. 2003. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? No, wait a minute. That's not right. That's not right. Aaron, why did you do that? That's not right. Go down. Go down. Go down. Yeah. Okay, wait. You're going too fast. 
We just want to see when it started and when it ended. Well, why was I going too fast then? I just didn't want you to go past it. It says 2003 and it doesn't to have what? It doesn't have an end date. But it has an end date. The time that the two hosts were hosting that show, their show ended. And then another show with the same name pops in. It says 2003 and it doesn't say an end date. See, why do I have to why do I have to do this? Then do it. Why do I have to do this? Why is it that I went to your awful I, IMDb? No, 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 don't you say awful. Hey. Don't you talk bad about the IMDB. IMDB is awesome. Alright, so what else we got while I look this up? Because you know, you're now just doing the finger thing and you're ignoring the poor people over there. Because <laughs> now you're reading other stuff. I don't like no, I was looking for it. I don't like IMDb. Because you don't, you're not good with the DB part. Who's Eric Gates? What? He See, died. Now, now, you're, now you're reading again. Bye. See? I was looking for the thing. The series premiered in 2003. That's what I thought. Um, it says it canceled Mythbusters after the 14th season. Exactly. In 2016 20. season was the last season of Adam and Jamie. 2016. 2016. 2003 is 2017. Right. Wikipedia had it, but IMDb did not. Oh, it was on there. It was just a matter of where. Um... But yeah, just, I, I, I would say if you, you know, when it comes to the politics stuff, basically you have to learn two things, history and politics. They go hand in hand because if you say everything's politics, then you have to start asking why is it that, that this thing is in my history book and this other thing is not. Politics. And it, politics has a lot to do with that, you know, so, and political leaning like the people that wrote the book. And so you start getting, you start diving, you start questioning everything. And I think that's the thing about politics that's so important is that people need to start questioning what they're getting. You don't ever read a thing on Facebook and say, oh my God. And then, you know, this thing happened. It's like, no, that, no, you should be questioning it. You should be looking at it going, why am I even reading this? Why is this here? Why is this being put in front of me? Especially today. Because today, now, the biggest problem that we have is that, you know, we've got this idea of inaccurate and or fake news that's out there. And we didn't really, we never thought about fake news. We did think about biased news. Yep. But not fake news. And now you're getting biased fake news. Right. And you should be so discerning when it comes to things that pop up in front of you. You, you have the, the guy who's claiming to be the president of the United States saying things like, after an infant is born, they wrap the baby up in a blanket. And but he was the, saying Democrats do this. Yes, that they wrap the baby in a blanket and then the mother and the doctor go and have a discussion on whether or not they're going to execute the baby. I don't even know. That's the even, late, late term abortion. I can even imagine Why a mother... Could you even in the first place? Why would you wait that long? Okay, you have to understand that you can only have an abortion up, up to through twenty weeks, a certain amount of time. Okay, 
after that time, you are forced by the state to take that baby to term, whether unless you want it or not. Unless there's some law in your state that allows for medical need only. So that matters. Twenty weeks is quite a bit of time. So. So why would you why would you change your mind after that? No, wait, well, okay. if your mind was made up before then, you just didn't go. Or you didn't have the means, or... You have to understand, this is a procedure that costs money. Yep. It's not like you can go get an abortion for free. It's not China. Right. So you're you're still talking about, you know, maybe maybe I'm not sure. Maybe I'm on the fence. Maybe, maybe I'll, you didn't Maybe know. I'm thinking about adoption. Maybe I'm thinking... Maybe I, I get to the, the that, 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 that time mark, whatever happens to be in your state... And you and you go. I, I think I'm gonna do the abortion thing, and then you go and they say, "No, I'm sorry, but you're like a week late, too late. You you can't right, do right. it now." And then now you've got to carry that baby to term, and now you have to make a decision. Do I mean you didn't? You wanted the abortion. Maybe now adoption is where you're, the direction you're gonna go in. Right. But I don't think you don't. You don't go murder. to term and then sit down with the doctor and be like, "Okay, um, Doctor Jones." Let's take a look at what we got going on here. No, yeah. now, adoption might be a, a viable option, but you, you kind of only think about adoption before killing. The well, baby you don't. No, you bad. don't. You don't kill a baby that's been born. You just don't. He's lying. He's yeah. trying to get a reaction out of his which, his minions, which he has done. He's trying to get a reaction out of his minions. My thing is that my reaction is, who the fuck believes this shit? And he said it in a rally in Wisconsin. Like, it was something that was true, and he's hammering it. You know, they do this, these Democrats, they do this, and they put legislation in. No, they didn't, you lying sack of shit. So we have the person who's supposed to be the top person in the land. He's making up lies and spreading shit. And so it's really important for people to go out and Find the information. Do you really think that this is something that could be possible? If it sounds too far out there, you probably need to go and look it up. Yeah, but there's the... I think that's the problem. We've been to this look-up thing before with the parenting stuff. Where do you, where does somebody go to get good information? I and usually go I, to someplace like the AP. I go to Reuters. I go... I know, but why is that good information? Because they aren't politically biased one That's way or the other. That's not true. Yes, they are. They absolutely are. The BBC is. All of them are. They are all leaning in a direction. Some, I listen to some of the shit from the BBC because we listen to the BBC Global News podcast every single day. Every day. And I listen to some of these interviewers who are talking about shit at the White House and I want to throat punch them because I, they are so... I know. No, but it's like there's they're they're you can tell that they aren't saying how they really feel. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but they can't because they're in Europe. Europe yeah, has different libel laws. The truth different, either. No, no, no. They, it, it has nothing to do with truth. If they make if they say things with a certain accusatory style or tone. They get in bigger trouble than we do. We can just say it. Right. Like, we can do it right here. We can just make up shit like Trump does. We can tweet it. We can put it on Facebook. We can just say it. And we get no ramifications for it. Yeah. But if they do it there, they get in way more trouble in, in print or online well, or often, in uh, TV, radio. How often do you hear a British newscaster 
say something about Trump, like the American people are supporting this, like the majority yes. of American people are supporting yes. this, when a, a majority of American people are totally against 99% of oh, I don't everything that. he does. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that. I think people lie to pollsters. I think I, that yes, it's such a lie. No, 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 no. People lie to, they're getting their numbers from pollsters. People lie to pollsters. Ugh. People that are Democrats that agree with Trump, he got elected. You got to understand that. People who, who agree with him did not, were not all Republican. So keep that in mind that there are a group of people, there's a lot of people out there that are quietly, quietly agreeing with what Trump says. Mm-hmm. Okay? You don't hear anybody out there screaming about getting him out of there. So I when you're, if you're, if you're not part of the United States and you're looking at it as an uh, independent third party looking at the United States, yeah, I would say the same thing. This is what the people of the United States think. Mm. What? Well, why would it be different than when Barack Obama or when Bill Clinton was in office? That's what they said about the people of the United States then too. This is what the people of the United States think and feel. Because this is what the government is putting out there. And that's why it's such an embarrassment when you live abroad to have a president like Trump. Because it's like, no, that's not what we think. But the problem is, he's there. Right. He's in office. Yep. He he won. So yep. that means somebody agrees with his ass. Yep. Don't, don't act like that people don't agree. Because, yes, people definitely agree with Trump. There's a lot of them, and they're coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. And they've been in the woodwork for quite some time. They've been pushed there by the politics of the day, by, um, what is it called, uh, political correctness. They've been pushed into that corner yep. for a very long time, and now they're like, we can finally come out. Yep. We finally got our guy in the White House. And it's true. Yeah. They finally you, did. You do have a white supremacist. In the White House. I know, but it's more than just white supremacy. Yeah. It's way more than that. Yeah. It's misogyny. It's all the other things it's that were bad about the United States that people thought we had moved away from. Sexism, racism. Yeah, yeah, everything. Classism. And now we're back. Yep. And, and in one guy. It's, it's all in one yes, guy. Yes, absolutely. And so, okay. Don't. But I think the, the thing about the foreign press looking at the United States... They're telling the story that is why people in the United States should be embarrassed. And then people in the United States are not listening to that story no, because they're, they, not, they're not outside of the United States to get to the to news. They, and and I, one, of, one of our friends had asked the question this week. He was giving a commencement speech. And he wanted to know some of the things that he should tell these students. And I said, to travel. Get outside of your bubble. Go see other things. Go learn about other cultures. Go try new things because it will change your perspective if and when you return. And it will change how you interact with those around you. I would take that a step further. People need to go outside of the United States and they need to tell the people back home what they saw and experienced while they're outside of the United States. But they shouldn't just go on a vacation. Don't think that going on a cruise, Uh you're going to get any culture. Because you're not. We did the cruise thing. We are well aware what happens on a ship. You're with a couple thousand other Americans. You do all the American touristy stuff. You never see the culture. You never try the food. You never get to know any of the people. 
And you don't usually have time on a cruise. No, you have a couple of hours on a little island and or in a spot, and then you're back on the boat to the next place. So you're never, that's not traveling. That's a vacation, absolutely. But... It's like it's like going to Acapulco a, and saying I've been to Mexico. It's like, but you didn't live there. You right. don't know what Mexico is actually like. You right. just know what the resort was like. So you need to get outside of the bubble, and you need to get outside of the bubble for a period of time, more than a few days, more than a week. Get outside and actually live in a different culture and experience it. Then when you return. It changes how you look at politics. It changes how you look at at the systems in which you're expected to follow. You know, the, in the UK and in many places in Europe, they have a gap year where the the young person is oh God. expected are we, to. Are we, are we talking about the gap year? Have you been watching Blackish this season? No, who somebody's oh on a gap yeah. year? Keep watch, keep talking. But they're expected to travel. <laughs> and New Zealand, they're they're having the biggest problem with the gap year idea because they have what's called the brain drain. So these students are expected to go abroad for a year and then return and then start working. But, but the problem is, is they're going out and they're not returning. And so they're trying to get New Zealand residents to come back and they're offering like huge bonuses to come back and teach or work in the medical field or whatever because they, they get out from their small country and they're like, hey, there's a giant world out here. Let's go... Yeah, but then you don't want that problem anymore. Stop making them go. They don't make them go, but, but it is recommended. It's, it's also an, it's like a normal part of their education. And it's a part is of their to culture. Take advantage of the gap year okay. so that you can experience a little bit more of what's going on but in the world. But now it's working against them because it's like everybody's leaving still, now. But it's still, it is, it's the thing that your mother just said should be done. Yeah, you, you should see, get People out. should, see... It's like it's like what China does, but see, China has a better way of getting you to come back. They make your ass come back, right. <laughs> and they can stop you from leaving. Right. So they, you know, they can sit back and they can say, "Okay, we think you should go out for school. You've got three years. We'll see you when you get back." Because you know at the end of that three years, your visa is no good. No, you're not going to be able to get. No, you're not going to get the permission. No, when you come back for for. Um, Spring Festival, we just take your passport. Or done. Your, or your parents are then incarcerated. Yes, exactly. So they can they have a different kind of control over their population. So if they started seeing brain drain, they can always just be like, yeah, but they have a brain drain back. in a different way because these these students will go and study abroad for three to five years, and they totally change. But as soon as they hit that border, as soon as they touch down in China. They check their brain into a box and everything they've learned to survive outside of the country is no longer applicable. applicable. <laughs> and so they just take it and they put it in the box and they put a little bow on it and shove it in the corner and they never fucking use it again. Yep. And then foreigners come along and say, but you lived in London for five years. How do you do? I'm Chinese. What I the fuck does that mean? I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I can't use the logic and problem solving, critical thinking skills I learned outside of the country because I'm Chinese. They're they're no longer applicable. Yep. Unfortunately. But for Americans, Americans have the least amount of travelers in the world. I wonder if that's changing. 
it's well in the last two years I saw, I saw something that said that there are more people who are leaving the country and not returning like us I know but when you say more but it's still no, a very like only two or three yeah, percent of the population percent. right of course so that's what I'm saying I wonder how that how that is really affecting positively or negative negatively the politics or the people in the United States. I mean, you got people that won't even leave their street. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean. They, so, I mean, we have <laughs> the people that were on the street that that we lived on. My, no, that my my mother lives on. Uh-huh. They, they've been on that street one, for 40, one 50 fact, years. One one. That's what I'm Everybody saying. Else is still They're there. all still there. So the, wow. you get, I mean, the idea of, oh, moving abroad. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. But those people like us that move abroad, we can, we can rail, we can talk, we can write it, we can do all these things, but that's not really affecting, it's like, my mother's street. No. It's not affecting Grand Raggedy. It's not affecting West Michigan. It's not affecting any of these things. No. So then how, how is it that, I mean, it's almost the same problem that you said. It's happening in China. Yep. It's it's not, and it's not that people are coming back and then not using what they learned. It's that the information is just not getting back. I mean, I, I could, I, I mean, people were when we went back in December and we start telling our normal stories about where we've been. Which anybody who knows us, we have. It's the, you know, it's not like new for us. I mean, it's like we're just regurgitating the same stories that we yeah. have about. Chinese people and durian fruit and blah blah blah, oh, blah all God. this junk, right? Okay, but they—they're like hanging on every word and being like, "What the hell is this shit you're talking? Like, what what kind of world are you? Like, where did you go? It's like none of this stuff really exists. It's like, yeah, this is the norm. <laughs> yeah. What I'm talking about is not the the crazy stuff. This we is like just the, the crazy right. Guy. This is just the regular daily. You know, I go to the market and I get potatoes with dirt on them. You know what I mean? I yeah, just, the just the normal, normal, normal shit. Yeah. And that—that's the thing that people back there, in in your back there, you've left. They're back there. You need to f- find a way to get your information to them so that they have a different idea of their world. Right. Because I learned, I, I remember, the reason I think this way is because when I was at university at Tuskegee, I was sitting in a history class, and the history teacher, it was an American history class, and the teacher was West African. And I, I was like, you know, you kind of scratch your head like, why is this West African teaching American history? It's like, that, that, eh, that kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, it's kind of like, uh, really? You know, it's kind of like when I had the white woman teaching me um, uh, African-American lit. So if you if you have, and this was at Wayne State. So if you have the, which was one of the best classes I ever had. The, this guy, West African, he's, he's critical in a different way. Because he's getting a perspective of the United States from outside of the United States. So he's getting the propaganda that the United States was throwing out to the world. But he's getting stories told, like what we're hearing now from the BBC, yep. told in a, with a kind of a different spin to it. Yep. And not that, say, democratic spin. 
yeah. or liberal spin or conservative spin that we get in the inside of the United States. You're getting a different kind of idea where they're trying to be down the middle. They're usually not, but they're trying to be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. Did you know that, that this thing happened with your government? It's like, no. Right. But right. We, I've been living in the United States. Of course I didn't know that yep. thing happened <laughs> in say Zimbabwe and the United States was a part of this thing that they did no you don't get any of that yeah. information on the news unless Oliver North pops up and it's a thing that ends up you know yeah. in the zeitgeist like everybody knows about it right. kind of thing so it's like you gotta find a way to get this information back home well this- blog or whatever podcast you gotta get it back home I was asked this week because we were talking about university and and Aaron's preparing to go to university next year and um, one of my friends said, That's "Well, which 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 state is he going to go to?" And I said, "He's not planning on going to the U.S." And she's like, "Wait, what? He's an American student. He's not going to go to the U.S." And I said, "No." And I would say that more Americans should probably study abroad. They're making it easier. They're making it cheaper. Why not take advantage of it? But that's something that the kids aren't even learning in high school from what I've been well, told. Well, why would you? That, that it's, a, that's an option to study abroad. Had I known when I was 17 years old that I could have gone to England and studied in England for half of what I paid for my private university, I would have been gone. Yeah, well, most most people who, if they have an interest in that place, yeah, they would. But that's not, we're not brought up. I mean, you have to remember, we don't even go to Canada. I did. Like no, I'm saying, no, 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 no. I'm talking for school. Oh, We don't no. even see that as a viable option. We don't see, we don't see going, unless you're studying, say, uh, Latin American culture, Spanish, Mexican culture, or South America, unless you're studying that stuff, you're not even seeing anything south of Texas, south of the United States. Yeah. You're not seeing any of that as a viable option for education at all, either. No, because it's not something that, like, it's ever discussed. I never, ever remember someone saying, why are you only looking at the U.S.? Yeah, but you would never, ever have thought about, say, sending your child to, to middle school and high school in Mississippi, either. <laughs> so, you well, you see what I'm. Well, I mean that if if the way that you're thinking about Mississippi and its educational system, that's the way is America the way thinks about everybody else. else. Yeah, and their university systems. Right. So, yep, you're right. Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Not Mississippi. No, yeah. sorry. No. So she was really just shocked that Aaron was. He was going to apply to schools in Ireland, and and she's just like, I never even would have thought about that. This is an American who's only ever... She's actually lived in Japan. She went to school in Japan for a little while. But she said, I would have never thought of that at 17 years old. I said, I wish more kids knew that that was an option. I don't. I. I mean, yes because and no. Because then we because would start that, changing the culture little by little. But we'd also have to change the curriculum because our curriculum is designed for students to go to middle school, go to high school, take the SAT or ACT, and then go to university inside of the United States. That's the way our system is designed. It's yes, not but, designed to send a child to Ireland. Yes, but a lot of the 
the schools abroad, I haven't found one school yet that didn't take foreign students and didn't have a setup for accepting ACT, SAT, IELTS, TOEFL. No, I, I, I know is. you're right, but it's just we're not like just in understanding the history of the place that of that other place. We don't teach that. Right. You know. Yeah. So also okay. You have to have those students come back. Well, I would imagine a lot of kids would come back. No, but if you're like Keegan and I, we don't want to go back to the States. But you've been half your life outside. True. But if... Who would... No child who has been raised to be 17 in States probably doesn't think like us. So they don't think of another place as a possibility. Well, you there's just there's just that thing over there. You have kids that do foreign exchange. Like, look at Jess. She did foreign exchange. But she she, she also was in goes Brazil back, for a but year. She also goes back. But she still goes right. back all the time. But she she can't. She's been to so many places and lived outside of the country for so long. At this point, she she can't see herself ever going back and settling in the U.S. It's not an option for her. Well, she still goes back. But she still goes back. But there's, but that's what I'm saying is that is, I think, where the brain drain problem in the United States is happening is that people are leaving, but the information and the things that they're going through and the stuff that they're dealing with outside of the United States is not getting back. Yeah, it's not That staying. information is not coming back. So then you've got... People, that's why what Aaron is saying is right. You've got, you'd have to have people go out. And this is what we just said about China. People need to go out to the world and then bring what they learned and felt and dealt with and the good, the bad, the ugly of all the places and go back to the United States and then show and teach the stuff that they've learned. See, yeah. what we keep doing is... As teachers, we keep telling the next place about all the stuff that we went yeah, through yeah, in yeah. all these places, but the United States is not benefiting from anything that we're doing, hence why we do a podcast. Yeah, because we can't. <laughs> Sorry, I can't go back. Like, I still have, I'm the only one in our family who has not been back. Don't be holding that over us. That's not fair, because we didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. We had a choice. I didn't have a choice. I had to go. First time. Right, you had a choice. I didn't have a choice. So I didn't want to go. <laughs> but the, 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 I think the real issue is how do people in the United States get a different perspective, an honest perspective, unbiased perspective? Where are they going to get that from? And that's where the biggest problem is because today... You're not really getting that perspective in any realm, any part of your world. You're not getting no. that kind of perspective. No. And if people like sitting there doing what we're doing right now, they're not, one, it's super not popular to sit there and listen to, you know, us talk, oh. no, us, oh, wow. listening to us talk about this stuff because it's like, ah, yeah, you live those places, we don't care. And that's where the problem is because you'd have to have people in your life that say, hey, 
I've been outside the United States too, and some of that stuff sounds really similar to what I dealt with. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it becomes more relevant. Yeah. You know, so like when we were talking at Christmas, my uncle was the one asking the questions because he did live outside yeah. the United yeah. States and he did have to deal with Asian culture, even though he was not able to really be in it. Right. As much as we were, he, he recognized some of the stuff that we were talking about because he had been in that culture right. for a while in Korea. And it's like, he was, he was looking at it more like, I'm getting more information about literally my own past. Yeah. Like their mindset or why did they do this yeah. or why would this was happening? And he was very interested. But then you look at the room and it was like, you had, it was more... I don't care, you know. I don't care right. about that stuff. Just that story, is, there's like just stories from the beyond. It yeah, was just like oh, it's, okay, like the Twilight Zone. Right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. That's a thing that happened. Oh, Gremlins on the wing. Okay, great. Right. right. You know, like it like, wasn't real. Like it's like it's that world out there yeah. that really not this world right here. Right. And until until Americans. And, and I'm sure something catastrophic will have to happen to connect Americans back to, back to Europe, back to Asia, yeah. back to Africa, and make those connections back to those places, even connecting into South America and Central America, because those are like, I don't know nothing about them places, you know, right. uh, Guatemalans, uh, yeah, they're just all short, you know, they, 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 <laughs> that's all anybody knows, right? right. You know, the, the, the little short guy that wants to dance with me at the club, you know, yeah. and it's like, no, I don't want to dance with you. Yep. You know, it's like, that's the Guatemalans, you know, yep. that's all I know about Guatemala. I don't know anything about Panama. I don't know anything, you know, it's like America shaped these right. places, but we don't know anything about them and people aren't really, they're not like destinations, right? you know, but then we go there and start working and then we have a whole nother take on what's going on in those well, places. Well, and I think that's why it's so vital for Americans to take that time and, and do it when you're young. Do it, hell, do it now. Don't wait. Like, I have so many friends who have, who say, oh, when my kids are, you know, I only have this many years until I can travel. And I'm like, but why? Why not take your kids? Oh yeah, grab them. And they're like, Let no, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to take my kids, you know, I don't want to pull them out of high school. Shit, I don't pull their ass out. Why not? Pull their ass out. You could totally reshape them. Look, man, the, the, what? Spider-Man was gone for, for five, five years. years, man. He came back and what did he do? He went right back to high school. You could do it too. Which is a problem in the MCU that everybody's trying to figure out now. Yeah. <laughs> I, had this, I was like, wait a minute. Oh boy, looked older. His friend looked older. He right. Looked, Ned he looked, was older. And no, why the hell was in? But he, why did he look older because than Ned. he did on the bus? Well, I mean, he would look older because. Okay, Ned probably didn't disappear. No, no, they okay. did. Ned? That's why oh, they were still in high school. I was going to say, five years later, <laughs> why is he still in high school? They all, they, they all disappeared. I know, but they all would have disappeared at the same age. Yes. Yes, but he looked older. He looked older. older. That's what she's saying, Aaron. That's, what she, that's the point she's making. He wouldn't look older if he lit, disappeared at the same time he came back at the same time. That may be the actor. Well, of course it, it is. is. No, but it's like when you're watching a TV show and the, the little kid is four years old, and when they come back and they're seven, and of course they're going to look older, but they're supposed to be five. Yeah. 
It's, I think it's so important for, not only for, for kids to get out and see different parts of the world, but it's important for parents to get out and see different parts of the world because as a parent, it changes how you treat your children, it teaches how you see your children, it changes how you interact with your spouse. Um, that might not Turn. be too true for children. Because if you, if you have a, this goes back to the parenting thing, Ow. Um, if you have a certain way that you parent, just because you're in a new place doesn't mean you parent different. And actually it does. Because I was a, I was 1,000% what they are now calling the lawnmower parent. Not the helicopter what parent. What the hell is a lawnmower instead parent? Instead of, instead of being Is the, this like no pubic hair or something? What? Mowing it down. No. Oh. Instead of being the one who kind of hovers in the corner over there, you're actually right there next to him all the time. Why? Where does the lawnmower come from? Because you're right there close to them instead of hovering above. You're now right there above them. You're yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry, that one makes no sense. Helicopter makes sense. Lawnmower does not. Um, so, anyway, I was that parent who wouldn't allow you to even play in your own backyard without one of us being there. Even though it was a fenced-in space, you had all the things you needed, I knew you weren't going to leave the yard... I wouldn't let you play outside. Yeah, but, but that, that is kind of being a parent because while our world of take your ass outside and play and parents that had no idea where you were for hours and hours and hours, that's and not hours. the world they grew up in. No. But when you went to China, after we'd been there for some months, I would say, okay, yes, you can go down to the store on your own. I couldn't see you the whole time. Yeah, go get daddy's cigarettes and beer. I didn't tell you. Go Man, get you were the one buying, buying cigarettes, cigarettes and, and beer. beer. I think you was drinking and smoking on your way back. <laughs> but I would allow you to do those things. I would allow you to play out in the park behind the school. Even though I couldn't see you all the time, I knew where you were. I knew you were safe. But that, I changed as a parent because of our But situation. if you went back to the United States, you wouldn't have let down any of that happen. No! Okay, so, so I don't think you changed as a parent. I think you adapted to your location where you, like, your current location. Because, go like, being in China for a couple of years and then allowing it to happen and then going back to the States, you'd be right back to, yeah, no, i got to be there with you. Maybe. Because of the environment. Yeah. You know that there's, you know that you recognize the dangers more easily in your home country. While you're in another country, you, you don't recognize the dangers as easily, especially when you don't speak the language. Yeah. Like, you recognize them here probably easier than you did in China. Oh, yeah. But you also understand, like, people... This is also a more dangerous area than China. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's, I don't think it's more dangerous. You don't think so? No, I don't think have, it's more people dangerous. People don't have guns in China. That's not true. They did have guns, and they were catching them, and they were... Having guns by the hundreds, giant piles of them. No, it wasn't that they were less dangerous. It wasn't that the the dangers weren't there, drugs weren't there, guns weren't there. They were absolutely there. It was just the punishment was different. Yeah, they just executed. Yeah, they just executed people. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't a. There was no trial. There was no arrest. They just shot them in their face. They were just donors. They 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 were just donors. Yeah. So, all right. What else you got for the people? That it. 
You got politics that you done? I'm you done. done with the people? I'm done with You politics. done with the people for today? The yeah. disembodied Bob Marley man? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make You're done you're done done with your rant about why you should watch West Wing again? Watch the West Wing! Always watch the West Wing. I have all. Oh, it was necessary. You I have them all on a hard drive. I watch them. I know. Them. I know you should watch them. I, honestly, that that it's a great place to start your research about politics and political thought, just because it's interesting. And then as soon as somebody says something that you're like, uh-huh. then write that shit down. Yeah, sit it on the side, and then sometimes they'll give you. Like there's one in particular episode in particular I'm thinking of where they give you some rules because they're trying to do a filibuster and they they explain them as they go through. Tell them to do this because blah 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 blah. Tell them to do this because blah 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 blah. So not only is it a fun show, but you actually learn a lot. Yeah, you learn about our po- our politics is is there. the The thing is, some of the stuff like they will say a thing. And you don't know that the thing that they're saying is actually 300 years old or 200 years old. Like the Antiquities Act. That, now I'm not talking about in the United States. I'm talking about political, oh, social yeah, political yeah. or political economic thought from France. Yep. You know what I mean? And it was that's where what they're actually talking about because they all went to university and they all studied political science. And so they all have and a some of them common study frame of reference and, and blah, blah, blah. Which is important for you as well because... If you're going to go to a place like Ireland, they had their own politics and what goes on there. And yes, you should be aware of it. Yeah. You should be aware of why no. and how and how do their politics work and why it does it. Where, what, are they, what is the historical basis for the decisions that have been made over time and why people think and feel the way they do today? I think I might have to start getting into... Uh, European history? No, anthropology. Ooh, that'd be the, fun. There's a, there's a part of... I w- I've been reading it because the PBL this month or this year is about... This term is about dance. And so I was trying to find more information about dance from an anthropological standpoint. And there's a field of study that is what we do by traveling around going to these places. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we're doing. What's it, it called? It's ethnography I to or know. ethnology. Ethnology. It's one of those two. It's a it field up. under anthropology where you do your field work is actually going to places and living among the people. And then interviewing them and talking to them about what they do and why they do it. And that's the that's exactly what we do. We do that. Do <laughs> We're doing it all the time. That just by so just by living. Cool. Just by Doing what we do, and it's a it's a field, it's a field of, study. of study. So you're getting you're gathering this information, and it's it's kind of interesting that that's what that's what when you leave and go anywhere, that's what you're essentially going to become. You're going to be on trying to understand their world from their perspective. You're going to be trying to find out from them. Why it is this happens, and why do you do this, and why do you do that, and what is this word, and you start learning the language. All all that's that's what that whole field of study is, and that's what we do just on a just a daily basis. I'm so excited. You go to the fruit lady. Seriously, you go to the fruit lady, and you ask her 
oh, what is that thing? And she starts telling you about it and where it comes from and when do they eat it. And you're learning their culture. You're learning their... That, that's, like when we that's what them, this field of study is, and it's what we've been doing since we left the United States. Like they would eat durian fruit in China, but they eat durian fruit differently in Malaysia than they do in China, and the type of durian is different, and the taste and the smell is different. And so in China, they just eat it like gluttons, like literally just shoving it in their face hole. But in Malaysia, they have like this whole little ceremony where they fill the rind with salt water and after they eat the durian, they drink the salt water to help kind of break it down better. Break it well, down. You could just not eat it yeah. it's foul. And just oh, yes. did, you see, did you hear the story on the BBC the other day? About the guy. The guy who ate so much durian fruit and he got pulled over and had to do a breathalyzer and he failed? Yeah. It, he and blew. you cannot drink alcohol and eat durian. It will kill you. Yeah. He he drank, he ate the durian and blew like he had been drinking. A lot. Mm-hmm. I think they said that it happens with lychee, too. Oh, I can see that. Yep. There's a few of the fruits um, that if you eat a certain amount of them and then blow in the breathalyzer, it will read as you've been drinking. When there's no alcohol, there's, it's not like you're even impaired. Well, they tell you in China when you eat the durian fruit that you shouldn't have alcohol for three days. After you've eaten it, you shouldn't have any alcohol. Oh, God. For three days. That's never happened before. What does it say? Cardful. It says card full. Shut the front door. Never done that before. Just leave it. Or leave the... Is it still going? Well, of course it is. So, Why would it stop? All right, that's it. I'm We're done. I'm gonna look up more about ethnology. Yeah, I'm, I'm trust gonna me, change I, my title I thought, to I thought, ethnologist. I thought about uh, maybe making that a master's type degree because yes, yeah, or or studying it. Yes, that's so cool. All right, if you want to find the traveling fires, you can find us on the YouTube, the Facebook, the Pinterest, the iTunes, the Spotify, and the Google Podcast. podcasts. At the Traveling Forest. If you like the Twitter and the Instagram, Traveling Forest. If you like the email, travelingforest at gmail.com. And the blog space, thetravelingforest.blueberry.net. No E's in the blueberry. Our card is full. Never happened before. I'm going to learn about ethnology. I'm so excited. All right, that's it. Thank you. Say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. Peace. Happy single de Mayo.